This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast on this Friday morning, August 26, 2022. Thanks for joining us this morning on the Affirm America podcast. I had some rain this morning and it's blue skies this morning. I see some white puffy clouds out there this, this beautiful morning sunrise. Nice day to be living in the Midwest and the greatest nation on God's green earth. All right, these are your top five headlines for this Friday. Let's start off with headline number five. The DHS officially shuts down disinformation board after three months of being paused. Remember, the board was only paused. NBC. The Department of Homeland Security said Wednesday that it had shut down a disinformation working group that generated controversy earlier this year when Republicans denounced it as an effort to curb free speech. In a statement, DHS said Homeland Security Secretary Alandro Mayorkas decided to terminate the Disinformation Governance Board following a recommendation from the Homeland Security Advisory Council, which provides the DH Secretary with independent advice. CNN, Nina Jakowitz, the disinformation expert with experience working on Ukraine and Russian issues, resigned in May after the department paused the board. Her appointment had quickly drawn condemnation from GOP lawmakers and right-wing media, who pointed to her past tweets and statements regarding Hunter Biden's laptop and Christopher Steele, the author of the so-called Steele dossier. Boy, that disinformation board that uh, the DHS came up with was really sounded like a totalitarian propaganda machine. It's a good thing that that thing got shot down because in America, that is uh, way out of line from the Constitution. We have the First Amendment, free speech. We can say whatever we want. That's the whole purpose of it. Nobody should be in charge of governing speech, regardless of how radical it might sound. The American people are smart enough to have good enough judgment to either accept or reject any kind of information, and we don't need Big Brother out there telling us what we should and shouldn't listen to. So good riddance to the disinformation board group, whatever you want to call it. Throw it in the dustbin of history. It's finished. All right, headline number four. Trending on Twitter, LGB drop the T, disavows transgender. From the Daily Wire, earlier this month, the hashtag LGBT drop the T trended on Twitter. Users who said they identify as lesbian, gay, or bisexual criticized progressive gender ideology and attempted to distance themselves from transgender activists. Those tweeting under the hashtag expressed their frustration that in their view, the transgender movement has co-opted the gay rights movement and turned it into something unrecognizable. A slew of gay activists posted under the trending hashtag that transgender activists must be iced out of the movement because they have crossed a line. 
Avril Papard, LGBT without the T, no forced teaming with homophobic, misogynistic, and anti-women groups. Radio host Dan Joseph, LGBT drop the T trends on Twitter as many in gay community reject transgender ideology. Okay, that's a good thing. We're going in the right direction. We're dropping the pluses. Now we're going to drop the T's. We just need to keep working on it and going backwards here. The next one will be the B's, the G's, and the L's. As we all know that there are only two sexes, male and female. And the way God put things together is that he wants male and female to come together for procreation. Just like you have many positive and negative uh, electrons and protons in the universe, AC and DC, currents, everything operates on a plus-minus continuum. And it's very important to understand the principles and laws that govern the universe. Of course, you can cross-circuit things. You can have two negatives come together, but usually there's a spark or something doesn't function properly. So everything functions in the universe under very precise principles, plus and minus. And same thing with sexes, male and female. There's only two types of sexes, and they complement each other, and it's how the universe operates for procreation and for harmonious unity and operation of a community, society, and world. All right, headline number three, Governor DeSantis weighs in on student debt forgiveness. From the New York Post, Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis slammed the Biden administration's college debt relief plan Thursday arguing that taxpayers who don't seek higher education shouldn't foot the bill for those who do. The White House estimates that up to 20 million Americans could see their student loan completely written off as a result of the order. But DeSantis said Thursday that the plan penalizes those who manage to pay off their college debts on their own. Ron DeSantis, it's unfair to force a truck driver to pay a loan for someone who got a Ph.D. in gender studies. Taxpayers shouldn't be footing the bill for student loan relief, and Biden's order isn't constitutional. If anything, universities handing out worthless degrees should be on the hook. Governor DeSantis uh, hit the nail right on the head. Absolutely, this is uh, unconstitutional. It's just another giveaway program by the Democrats to buy votes. We talked about this yesterday. It's exactly what it is. We have no business paying off irresponsible students that can't pay off their debt. And the number is that, you know, anything over anything less than $125,000. If you can't pay a $10,000 loan off with that kind of income, then you need to cut your cable bills. You need to cut a couple nights a week going out to dinner and find a way to be responsible and pay off your, your loans and not force the truck driver who's out there that does not have a college degree to pay for your irresponsibility. So again, this is typical democratic principles, giving things away, making people more reliant upon government, top-down leadership. This is exactly what the Founding Fathers feared, and that's why we need to break up federal government, push it back to the states, have federal government stay the hell out of our business, and especially when it comes to our loan forgiveness. All right, headline number two. Mainstream media begins to report John Fetterman's health problems. Katie Pavlich, since winning the Democratic primary for the U.S. Senate back in May, John Fetterman 
has been hidden away from public view. Just days before voting began, he suffered a stroke and nearly died. He was in the hospital when the votes were tallied on Election Day. Now, when he does show up at rare campaign events, it's just for a few minutes. Usually wearing an oversized sweatshirt and basketball shorts, his appearance is sloppy. His words are even more incoherent, and usually Democrat-friendly media outlets are starting to take notice. RNC Research, CNN. Legitimate questions do remain about Fetterman's health after disastrous campaign events. Fetterman was often halting in his speech, occasionally dropped words mid-sentence. CNN, Fetterman's speech was halting at the events in Erie and Pittsburgh, with the candidate sometimes taking long pauses and dropping words. I mean, I feel sorry for the guy. Any of you know of someone that's had a stroke, it's a, it's a horrible a horrible condition. You lose a lot of your mental functions, your physical abilities. It's important that we realize uh, what somebody's health is like. Unfortunately, during the presidential campaign, Joe Biden stayed in the basement most of his campaigning time. And we get now, we see what we get now is uh, an incoherent, a firm president that has doesn't even know where he's at. And so I hope we learn from those lessons that we can't vote this Pennsylvania senator in with his health issues. He's not fit to stand in that position, and I hope the American people are smart enough not to vote for him just because of his political persuasion and that we can see uh, the real person of who he is and why his health situation should be a big consideration in the midterms. All right, headline number one. Federal judge orders the DOJ to release redacted version of affidavit used in Mar-a-Lago raid. From Reuters, a federal judge in Florida on Thursday ordered the U.S. Justice Department to publicly release a redacted version of its affidavit that underpinned the FBI's August 8th search of former President Donald Trump's home. U.S. Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhardt ordered the redacted documents released by noon on Friday. His order came just hours after a Justice Department spokesman confirmed that prosecutors had submitted a sealed copy of its affidavit with proposed redactions to the judge. CNN, the media outlet, said the brief should be made public with any redactions necessary to protect the ongoing investigation. Additionally, the media companies asked for the judge to order that going forward, any documents the Justice Department files under seal in the transparency dispute also be filed publicly with the appropriate redactions. Okay, so this is an interesting turn of events. Of course, Reinhardt is asking for these to be released. They're going to be redacted, and we know how the FBI and the DOJ operate. They're going to hide anything that's going to reflect badly against the DOJ and the FBI. They're not going to expose anything that's going to harm them, and so we're going to get a lot of blacked out information, and I'm not so sure it's even going to give us enough information to really know what the heck's going on. So they're not transparent. We all know that. This is a political opposition. This is a politicization and weaponization of the DOJ and the FBI. And uh, the only way we're going to really get to the bottom of it is after the midterms, when the Congress takes back their position, their majority, and we can get to the bottom of these questions and find out what the heck's happening over there. Because it's obvious to the American people that there's a two-tiered system. We can see it with the Hunter Biden issue. We can see it with the Hillary Clinton's emails. Uh, We can see it uh, all over the place. And the fact that they're targeting 
Republicans and conservatives is not how it should operate. It should be a nonpartisan operation, and it's very, very partisan, and it's obvious to everyone has eyes to see. Okay, those are your top five headlines for this Friday, August 26, 2022. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast this morning. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday morning. God bless you. See you then. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great and we affirm it. 